All right, everybody, welcome back to The Huddle. It's The Huddle. It is season two, episode three, and we are rolling. We're doing big things. But you know what? Today is not just any ordinary day because we got somebody special. I told y'all we were international, and somehow we got a full-on star, celebrity. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> um, don't tell me how much this cost us, but uh, <laughs> Austin, you can't you tell them who we have in the building today. Man, listen, The Huddle family, we have none other than the one, the only, Bryson Houston, a.k.a. Houston Like Texas. What up, what up, what up? What's hey, going on? What appreciate going y'all on? for having me. Man, we appreciate you coming sitting down chilling with KLC and the yes, huddle. Sir. We are so honored to have you. Um, when we first start this podcast, we do the first segment, which is just simply hear me out, which you get to okay. complain, you get to rant, you get to tell us anything that's on your mind. So what's up, Bryson? Word. Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, like I said, thank y'all for having me. I'm honored to be here. Um, for the hear me out, what I want to say this time around is like, yo, support your homies, bro. Yo, yeah, like, big time. This is my thing. It's like, I feel like there's enough love and enough attention to go around. Yeah. Even though attention is the new currency, but it's enough. Like, if I shine light on what y'all are doing, it don't take away from what I'm doing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, so like, right. just support your homies, bro. If you believe in what they're doing, if they're doing something, if they're you know doing something that you don't support, you might want to suggest they do some other things. But if you believe in what they're doing, support your homies, bro. Yeah. It ain't enough love out here, brother. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's how my hearing me out is feeling today. I rock, I rock with that. Um, speaking of support, I think we kind of had the same thing, so I'm gonna let you go first. What what, what was you saying earlier? Oh, about the stimulus? Check? Yes. Oh, okay. So check me, check me, check me, check me, y'all. Listen. Okay. So round two stimulus check. I need that. That's all I'm saying. I need it. Mm-hmm. I'm broke. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it last time. Mm-hmm. So here's what's happening. If I don't get it. I'm just not gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got really, really nervous because I'm like, okay, well, there goes like, the show. I was like, please. <laughs> no, I agree wow. with that wholeheartedly. I mean, a lot of people out there acting like they don't need the stimulus check, which is yeah. fine because if you don't, that means you can send it to me Must or somebody else. Nice. Must be nice, exactly. <laughs> you know, life, life said it best. But um, yeah, I definitely want to know what's going on with the stimulus check. And outside of that, just for more serious reasons, there really are people who are deeply affected by this virus. Um, I've been reading articles about people who have not gotten unemployment. Um, I was one of those people. Uh, just And then now we have this situation where kids aren't going back to school. Facts. There's a lot going on. So, I mean, I do. We joke, but I mean, I'm serious. Like, people really do need to know as far as resources, what's available to kind of help families right. and and I've been kind of doing some research and seeing what we can do here at KOC. So I'm, I'm definitely um, working on something and you'll see it. Uh, we're certainly not rich, but we do have some resources that we want to be able to give and be a blessing to other people. Right. But um, outside of that, I mean, this this whole situation that we're in COVID-19, we're definitely seeing um, mental cases mm-hmm. coming to light. Um, some developing, some that we knew people had, such as I'm going to be the one to say it. What is going on with Kanye West? Oh, bro, I'm not going to lie, bro. To me, I just think it's just like everything. There's a microscope on everything that's wrong with the man. Mm-hmm. And it's just amplified mm-hmm. by the fact that who he is. Not saying um, he gets a pass or anything, but it's just like if you took a person who was already unstable. Right. And then threw them in a toxic environment. Right. It's going to be like extremes. It's right. all going to be extremes. Yeah. I just think people it's just like the internet don't take anything serious no and this man is literally crumbling in front of our eyes and like nobody cares like we're just laughing about it you know what i'm saying that's the thing that concerns me is just that like 
um, you know, Kanye West is an interesting person. However, with something so serious and so detrimental, um, I think that it's important that we remember that he is a human being Facts. at the end of the day. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget that with celebrities because, you know, people glorify their music or, or their fashion. You know, he, he has fashion or whatever. But like I always see this and I, I say this with every celebrity who um, is in their camp and who who are their real friends that truly, truly care about him because it's really unfortunate to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just just when anything, same thing. Like, if, if there was if it was me going through that, I would need, like you said, real friends to yeah. balance the scale back to balance. But like, I'm also not a public figure. Yeah, it's just like so much things is just like ten times worse than what it would would be. Mm-hmm. But for someone like you said, ironically enough, for someone who has a song called Real Friends, right, it's tough, you know, yeah. having to revisit and reevaluate who's there for you. But it clearly, somebody around him is not telling him what he needs to hear if that makes sense yeah i saw an interview today um well the headlines i didn't watch it but uh i guess kim kardashian went on the view today to talk about kanye west's mental illness Mm. and so even in that i try to give grace because i don't want to assume that no one is there because i know what it's like to have a friend that doesn't listen and you're trying to tell him like um like hey you might want to you know you know friends who just don't listen right so i don't want to throw it all on them but i do kind of wonder like at some point where do we see yeah. the support of the friends? Because I looked at that um, campaign thing and it was really concerning of the comments that he had. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did see the clip. Yeah, yeah of uh, yeah. the Harriet Tubman stuff. And I thought, oh my God, this is... And yeah, the person you... filming was like, we're leaving. Harriet, Harriet Tubman's a real one. Like She is. She didn't deserve that. She yeah. is a real one. I think also, like, people... I don't think the general public speaks Kanye West. Like, I think oh, he yeah. speaks his own language. Yeah. Like, if you listen to things he says... It's like he heard someone who had a good point say mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. they put presented it in a way that was way more digestible. But he just took the part of it was like, and he put it out in his language. And like, bro, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah, like you're wild. We definitely need like a, a message version. We of need Kanye. a translator. <laughs> we need a, a an amplified Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, Facts. it's rough out here. I think that's something that comes along with just being a creator. Like, it seems to me that creators have a different language. Uh, personally everybody has like their own way that they speak whether it's through music or through through writing or Mm -hmm. um, through whatever it is if you're a creator there's a certain way that you express yourself that a lot of people might not be able to decipher right um and i think that's it's going to tie into everything that we're saying is going to tie into what we're going to talk about today right which is simply that of cultivating creativity I don't want to say not knowing where people are going, but um, you have some music out there that that I enjoy, that I listen to on the regular in the appreciate gym, it. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate on my drives it. and things like that. And there are some questions I have for you, not because I don't understand, but for me, it's more on the end of how. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. like, it's like, how did you create something that speaks to my soul you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. i'm sure you probably wrote it from a different place than i'm feeling it but um i guess the first thing that i wanted to ask you is about your song nothing at all okay um <laughs> so let me say this first 
when I heard that song, well, I heard it when you first released it. Yeah. But during this time with you know the racial stuff going on, I just found myself listening to your music again, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing at all was one song that kind of just stuck with me. And um, correct me here because I'm probably gonna mess it up, but you say um, one thing I know is things come and go. Yeah. <laughs> Guess it meant nothing at all. Right. And like, <clears throat> yo, when I was listening to that, I was. I felt like that's mm-hmm. how I felt mm-hmm. yeah. because I had these relationships that I thought were going to last for a long time, but like it's life, you know, things come and go. And it's funny because, you know, on the other end, they kind of moved on and it just, right. It seemed like it didn't affect them like it affected me. And so when you said, I guess it meant yeah. nothing at all. I was yeah. like, yo, he yeah. really feels that. So I guess I just want to know, like when you were writing that, what was going on in your mind? Um, well, I think that part of it, certain things, like, I'm not going to lie, I get inspired by anything. Like, sometimes I'll, I'm reading on the type of beats I'm going to do, I'll read a YouTube comment, and I'll be inspired, like, the first four bars of a verse. Mm-hmm. It's just random stuff. But when it comes to stuff like that, like, I, I realized recently that one, I'm a type of person that a lot of my happiness is invested in other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I just noticed that. Like, I get so happy when I find out I'm going to see my friends or I'm going to see my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I'm like just by myself, I don't feel happy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then I realize like, man, that's that's a dangerous pattern to mm-hmm. just keep duplicating because it's gonna be a point where it's gonna be too much of a task for me to employ these people to make me happy all the time. I can't mm-hmm. count on them for that. Mm-hmm. So then when I started thinking about that, that's when I kind of got into you know constructing that song. And from that point of view, it's just like, cause with that mentality, you realize you know there's ebbs and flows in life. Mm-hmm. Stuff just comes and goes, and mm-hmm. sometimes it means something. Sometimes it means nothing. Like there's right. people that I have come in contact with that I considered them friends at one point. I confided in them, or just anything like that, where we had intimate moments, mm-hmm. we had a relationship of some sort, and clearly they showed me that it didn't mean as much to them as it meant to me. It meant wow. to you, yeah. So it, it's kind of just some songs just write themselves. Honestly, like that sounds so mm-hmm. cliche, but some wow. songs just write themselves. And I'm just I sometimes I just get inspired by. Things. It doesn't even have to necessarily happen to me. Mm-hmm. It just happened to somebody I knew, or some somebody, or just some things that I think somebody somewhere needs to hear, and I'll just communicate it. Yeah. That's good. I love what you said about just like how you can look at like a bar, four bars or something, and get inspired from it. And just like um, my question is, um, and it sounds repetitive, but I want to like really hone in on it. Is like what inspires you? Like I think that we can be inspired to do a certain project, mm-hmm. but then like outside, when that project is done, what inspires you to find inspiration for the next thing? Does that make sense? Yeah, first of all, that's a really good question. Um, I'm inspired by all type, types of things. Like I was just talking about the other day, like I, I delete and re-download Instagram like probably two or three times a week mm-hmm. because the Instagram is like so much trash on there, mm-hmm. but I'm inspired by a lot of things, like even mm-hmm. like fashion, like I see people's clothes, just I'm inspired by colors, mm-hmm. yeah. just bright things that just like make my, my gears turn. Um, but when it comes to creating music, the most honest answer is I just am, like to make music I like to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's why I don't really say I have a sound. Like obviously, I think my my sh- biggest strength is rapping. I think that's my biggest ability. I've been doing that the longest, but I just like to explore mm-hmm. and um, experiment. Yeah. And I, I I'm inspired by other artists. If I hear somebody who's really rapping, I'm like, man, I got to start really rapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I hear somebody do 
just something I think is creative. I'm just like, man, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Or how do they do that? I still think like, yo, how? Mm-hmm. You talk about, you say how. I say yeah. how like mm-hmm. a lot. Like even with Spencer, one of, one of our friends from oh, yeah, yeah. school. Like I, I think that's one of the only people who's ever bested me on a song. And I haven't done music with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. But I just hear, I'm just like, bro, how? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think um, I'm just inspired by anything. I draw inspiration from anything. Truthfully, that's that's the most honest answer. I hate to give like such a weak answer to such a good question, mm-hmm. but that's just the honest truth. I just like to make music that I can see myself riding around listening to. Yeah, that is so important. Um, I love that you said that. In fact, today I was thinking about, uh, you know, and I study like PR and marketing and all of this stuff. And one of the biggest things is finding a target audience. Mm. And um, while I think that that's important to kind of know who your message is tailored for, I don't think an artist ever has a set defined target audience. I mm-hmm. think the true target audience for an artist is themselves. And I don't mean it in a narcissistic way, but I do mean it in a way of saying like, if you can create something that you enjoy, I believe that that will always translate over yeah. better. Because now we live in a time where like everybody wants to be seen. You know, we have mm-hmm. Instagram, you have Facebook, all of these social media outlets. Um, and I believe that now we're in a, a time where people are just doing stuff because they know it will get them attention and not because they connect to it. Right. You know? And so like, who would you say you're like, when you, when you were creating music, do you ever think of like the other person on the other end who's listening or is it strictly for you? Um, I don't know if I, if I can say that I've done that previously, Mm -hmm. but now that I know how my music has connected with other people, I'll definitely keep that in mind moving forward. Right. Um, because this last project I put out, I have been working on that for like three years. Mm-hmm. Like, so at the time it just started from, I just want to rap and that evolved to, man, I've been saying I want to do this. So I now have to do it. And that evolved to, man, there's some quality stuff on here. Let me like be for real with this. Right. Um, but if I, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't really go into it with the intent of even people are going to listen. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, bro. This I is just it. me getting. It. This is just me getting it, getting off. I know I people it. are gonna listen, but like I'm not trying to get on with this. This is not my my debut, like, or my demo. Right. You know what I mean? So, but I think now moving forward, like I would have never imagined that some I may would connect with Austin like that or mm-hmm. whoever else, mm-hmm. and this is not telling me I would have never imagined that. So I'll definitely be conscious of that moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, I love that. So I kind of have a um a question for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. So. Thinking about just cultivating and what cultivating is, um, there's a process. You know, when usually cultivating is um, tagged along with agricultural things, mm-hmm. but typically with cultivating, there's a process. And um, I know both of you guys uh, are creators. You write, and well, you both write. Mm-hmm. So, what is it like? How many times do you delete something, erase something, oh my God. go back? Like, you know, because. People look at what you do, and they and, and some people think <laughs> that you just sit down in one take, and you just it just comes out, and they're just in awe. But I know for creators, it, it sometimes you struggle even putting stuff out yeah. because you you want it to be at its best. So what is that process like for for both of you? Um, you go ahead. All right, bro. So I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'll write something, and then two days later, I'm like, yo, this is trash, bro. <laughs> like, I look through my notes. I'm just like, bro, what was I thinking when I wrote that? Like, for real. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what was I thinking? This is trash. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say the the best bars or songs I've ever written never came from me being like, I need to sit down and write this. Mm-hmm. Like, it just came while I was doing a task, or I was just doing something, or it just came in my head. Like, 
so the the answer to your question in short form, bro, it's 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 frequent. Like so when I was sequencing for Steve's notes, but I was trying to put the sequence in, I had like the, the numbers, the the songs that I wanted for sure on there, mm-hmm. and then I had the maybes, and then I had like the definitely knows. Because I had, I mean, I had probably like 30, 40 songs written that I had to, or halfway written, that I had to decide whether I want to toss it or go through with it. And that process kind of made me realize, like, man, I put effort into writing the song, and it's just not quality. Like, there should be no throwaways. There should be no fillers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to answer your question, bro, a lot. Like I'm sure all creators yes. go through that, especially writers go through that process. Yeah, there, there's, um, oh my God, that, that does happen a lot. I mean, I did it in the middle of rehearsing the last thing. I was like, hold on y'all, I'm gonna actually change this entire scene yeah. and then I'm gonna get back with you tomorrow. Um, I, and the reason why is I think as you grow, your work does. Oof. And sometimes you can grow in the middle of the creation process. Yeah. And like halfway through, you're like, actually, I don't feel this way. Or actually, I feel deeper than I thought I did, right. you know, and so that changes. Now, one thing I did learn is I never throw away something that I created. Okay. Because there is a time where I feel you could reconnect with something. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't throw it away, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm constantly kind of canning things. Now, that's, yeah, that's what I was kind of expecting, too, because when you think about processes and cultivating just those words alone, there's time involved. Right. Um, I'm reading Crushing by T.D. Jakes, and he mm-hmm. talks about uh, the quality, like without quality, uh, without time, you don't have quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see that with, with your art, you know, mm-hmm. it's rare that you just create something in one day and it's something of quality. Yeah. Right. Don't get me wrong, it could happen, but more times than not, it takes it takes a little time. And, um, and for those who, who don't connect with art or music, you know, whatever you're doing or whatever you're pursuing, um, if you want it to be worthwhile or, or lasting, it's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't be discouraged. That, you know, if it's not coming together like you thought it would, and the amount of time that you thought it would, sometimes it just takes a little bit more patience. Mm-hmm. Um, just one more day, you know, one more hour, one more try, one more go at it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that's definitely important to uh, to tell all people who are who are just building something, mm-hmm. whether, even if it's just a, a, a relationship. Yeah. You know, with somebody, it takes time to build a quality relationship. Yeah. You know, there's ebbs and flows in relationship too, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not um, often that you just connect with somebody and it stays that way the whole time. Yeah. You know, you could connect with someone initially, mm-hmm. and then you know you go through something, you work through that, but it, it's patience and it's time that makes the whole relationship quality, and and that's just with anything. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's real. Yeah. And you know, have you ever created something and it was just like a hit like that? Like you were just like, yeah, that's it. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, it's weird. Like my writing process is a little, it's a little funky. Like mm-hmm. I don't like writing in the studio. Mm-hmm. To me, it, it's just like kind of inefficient. Right. Especially because I'm, I respect the producer and the engineer's time. Mm-hmm. So if he goes there with a beat pulled up, I would rather him send me the beat before I get there, and I'll write. And then we can lay it down instead of me sitting there like, oh, no, that's whack. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't know if I've ever recorded a full song and be like, yo, this is the one. But I've definitely laid down the melody and be like, all right, this could be something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I could feel it. And then when you put the the, the the layers on top of it and you put the verses down and then you get that feeling where you look around with your homies and you're like, bro, I think <laughs> yeah. I think we might got it. one, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I like so, that. Yeah. I definitely have had a few of those in my process before. Yeah. 
Um, it's 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 uh, you said something too earlier, Austin, just like about allowing the time to do that, and I that's why I enjoy uh, your music so much is because I can tell, and I guess it's just the artist in me. I can tell when someone takes time with creating something mm-hmm. versus when they just throw something out. Right, and um, I really connected with the music because I could tell that you like actually took the time to sit with it yeah. in your uh, lane of uh, entertainment or something or so. We live in the diss track era, Facts. where people are like, "You say something to me on Twitter, I'm gonna go ahead and like write this song and throw it out there." And it works for some people. How do you stick to who you are in an industry that says we need something overnight? All right, that's a great question. Again, I got two answers to it. Mm-hmm. The first answer is this is the honest truth. I have benefited from the fact that I don't have my own equipment. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Or like in other words like I have benefited from the fact that I can't get an idea and just go lay it down and put it out right now right. you know what I'm saying I have to record with my homies I have to outsource mm-hmm. and that allows me to go maybe weeks at a time months at a time before getting back in the studio so I have time the songs that made it this last project I've sat sat with them for a time like you said like this song on there called 21 I'm 23 right you know what I'm saying right. I sat with these songs for years mm-hmm. so I've benefited from that but also the flip side um, I think that these people who do these like back and forth things, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like lyrical sparring, verbal sparring, but other times it's like a marketing thing. You know what I'm saying? True. And I haven't, re- I haven't gotten any money from this music, mm-hmm. so I haven't reached a point where I'm willing to compromise like who I am for a check. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe if they, people start throwing money at me, I'll reevaluate that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to act like I'm too big to do something for some money, mm-hmm. but at this point. I care more about this process. That's always been my biggest thing. Like, I know that I'm not doing this for money, so I'm going to take my time with it. I'm not selling myself short. You know I what love saying? that. Yeah. That's good. Um, you talked about outsourcing. Yeah. And that's kind of where what I want to ask both of you, because I know you both experienced that to a degree. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point when our vision is too big for just us. Mm. Okay. And we need outside help. Yeah, but there's also you know on the other end, people can't see our vision like we see our vision. What is it like? Almost because you have it's like you have this baby, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to like trust somebody with your baby. You have to trust them with what what you see in your head. What is it like inviting help in? Because you know you need help. You can't do everything on your own. Like so, for you, you have to have people produce your yeah. stuff, and then you have to have people actually act out what you write right. down. Right. Right. So what is that like, inviting help in? Um, I would say, like you said, it's like your child. It's like dropping your kid off at daycare. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have kids, but I would imagine that that's how that feels. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you, like you said, as, as a creative, I'm sure you can relate to this L.A. Like, if you um, integrate elements of your life into your work, you don't want people to play with that. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's- you, it's like they need to trust you. Because at the end of the day, it's not about resumes. It's just like, bro, I made this. Mm-hmm. So I need you to trust me and just trust that I can I can do this. Mm-hmm. Because the people, I, let's just say I've been in positions where it's just like, if we're comparing certain things, I got a little bit more under my belt. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm, I don't know nobody who's wrote a screenplay, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that that reality is the same for you. I think mm-hmm. you got some things under your belt that everybody yeah. don't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, bro, I just need you to trust me 
And at the end of this, we're going to all come through and be happy that we did what we did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is definitely. You said something that is so important. Trust. Yeah. And it takes trust on both ends. Right. It takes trust for the creator and it takes trust for the person who's receiving the creation or helping deliver the creation. Um, that is probably one of the... Okay, I remember when we when I... Uh, when we first did Assistily, mm-hmm. um, I was so nervous that day. Like, we went to breakfast, I ate a grape. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> a grape. Yeah. And I chewed it for like 15 minutes. Wow. Because I was so nervous. And it wasn't so much of like <laughs> being in front of people, or, or I mean, I wasn't in it, but it wasn't so much of like being in front of people. It was just, um, and it's funny, you should ask this. Um, <laughs> Because you stage managed uh-huh. when you're creating something that no one sees or no one fully. I don't feel like people will ever fully grasp what you're creating until it's created. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for a song, you can kind of tell an engineer, you can kind of tell a producer like this is what I'm looking for. But but they'll never really see what you see until it's done. Right. So for me, it was definitely hard and it, it definitely takes trust because we can't do visions by ourselves. I mean, if you can do it by yourself, you're probably not dreaming big enough. Right. Um, well, I can tell you you're not, but it's scary. I remember the fir- the feeling um, of leaving backstage when you guys were back there stage managing, and I had to go in the in the booth. I thought, did I tell them enough? Did I give enough information? And all you can do is kind of sit there and see how it plays out, mm-hmm. especially in a position where like you're the only veteran who's done it yeah. for years, and no one else has. You're just like, okay, well, I hope they got it i hope i showed him enough and you and it's just a trust thing really yeah it's a trust thing that's a big part of it it's it's like like you said like if you built something from since it was nothing like Mm -hmm. from the ground up like you're gonna want it to be executed the way that you had the vision yeah the whole time and like one of one of my biggest things that i did on this project i promised myself that i'm not gonna settle because in the past i have settled just because it's convenient Mm-hmm. Or I didn't want to say something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, we're not doing that this time around. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, somebody might hear it and like it. Like I hear, I hear artists talk about it. Their songs are being played, but they know that there's a part in there that they're supposed to go back and fix. And every time they hear it, it's like under gets under their skin. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, I know exactly. So it's just mean. it's too much time and effort put forward to to settle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What do you think um, pushes an artist or a creator to get to that point where they decide that they're not settling? I think being dissatisfied with the finished product. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the, one of the things. It's like a trial and error thing for me. So my first project I ever put out was on my 19th birthday. It was my freshman year of college, and I just one of the things where I just like I tweeted one day I'm about to make an album. And people are like, Kiki, like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I did it. And uh, I was just like, yo, listen back on it now. We did what we did the best we could with what we had. Right. But like, it's just like trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like, I know things are like, man, I could have done this better. Mm-hmm. I could have done that better. Mm-hmm. And the next project I released was with one of my uh, one of my friends. We released like a six song EP. Mm-hmm. Put that out. Same thing. Like, all right, let's touch this up for the next time. Touch this up for the next time. So. I just get to some people I don't think ever get to that point yeah where they I don't think some people care they're not as involved in the process as much mm-hmm. but I think with me it was just like man I, I seen some some areas where I dropped the ball yeah 
And it's really just, it starts with just me enjoying music. I don't want to hear music that's whack. I don't yeah, care whose yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't care if it's mine. I want to hear music that's good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's kind of where I get to that point. That's true. Whack has become one of my favorite words in, <laughs> in the process of creating. I'm quick to yell that out in rehearsal. Like, no, that's going to be whack. <laughs> whack. That's going to be whack. All because you're basically betraying yourself yeah. when you don't do your best. Right. Um, and who wants to do that? Especially if you're in a position where people are like paying for a product, you want to make sure that it is something of, of quality. Actually, when we first started this podcast, it took years to start the podcast. Like I knew I wanted to start one when I was under the first name, got away from it, started doing some projects. And then I remember Austin hit me up and was like, yo, we need to like jump on this. So we did. I knew that where we started, we couldn't stay. Because, like, where we started was just, like, one mic and it was just laying on the table. And I'm like, yo, I want to, like... Let's go all in. Let's go all in. Like, let's let's bring quality to this thing. Let's not half do it. And um, I think when you get to that point, that's when you know you're, like, ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's when I believe you're an artist. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that ties into confidence? Like, it se- what it seems like is once you take the first step, you slowly get more and more confident until you hit a point where, like you were saying, you don't shake on certain things. Because I think sometimes people compromise in the early stages because they're not fully confident in themselves. Yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. I think it, it means that you're confident, but I think it improves your confidence too. Mm-hmm. Um, it improves your confidence. Uh, uh, you definitely, it does, uh, you know, mean that you're confident because I think if you're not confident you can't really um, communicate what you're looking for mm-hmm. like if I'm not confident I can't sit at a table reading like this is what the story looks mm-hmm. like and this is you know I can't handle business like that mm-hmm. but it improves my confidence here's something I learned people can be mad at you in the process of creating like they can be like oh my god he gets on my nerve why does he keep like telling us to do this or telling us oh he's so bossy blah 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 at the end of it, though, I've never had someone at the end of a creation process feel bad and tell me, like, that was whack. Yeah. And I don't mean that to sound humble. I mean, I don't mean that to sound arrogant. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I've never had a person who I was, like, hard on. And I don't think I'm too hard, but I think, you know, I'm definitely tough in particular. I've never had a person after that experience feel bad. Yeah. Like, you, sometimes people want you to be nicer, but, like, you as a creator, and I know you can say this with working with producers and stuff, is, like, no. You would want me to be mad here than for you to be embarrassed when this comes After out. After the fact, yeah. Because your name is on this, right? right. So it's you real. don't want to drive around forever with trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's real. And, like, I heard, a, I heard a quote one time. It's like, everybody likes bacon, but they don't want to see how it's made. Mm. Like, True. everybody likes to eat bacon, but then when, when they show you how to, it's made, mm-hmm. people are like, nah, man, we... Peter's out here wilding. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets involved. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think it's just one of those things where it's like some people just got to trust the process. I know that's like become this catchy thing to say. Yeah. But I think people just got to trust it. And going back to what Austin was saying is about confidence. Like, I think that's real because when I think about um, I was never really hesitant to ever put any music out. But it's just like the trendy thing to do is like call things trash before you even hear it. Yeah. So I'm I can't really say that people did that to me. However, I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say it didn't happen. It was so long ago I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it, it is an issue of confidence because whatever you put out, it's like as an artist, you're as a creative, you're just like protective over it. 
yeah. because you know that's something you worked hard on. But also, I got to the point where I realized it's like, bro, a lot of these people that are, ha- are like critiquing me can't even look themselves in the mirror, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's real. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you don't even know. You can't even like get out out your room. <laughs> And like know what you want to wear. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like I, I I'm confident in that. You know what I'm saying? I do okay with dealing with the fact that people are gonna have opinions regardless. But yeah. everybody's opinion don't is not qualified. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And and um, so when you're creating this, let's say, you know, we we see it as work. Um, starting off and it's and you're not like rolling in dough or whatever mm-hmm. what makes you go back like do you truly can you truly say that you have fun like facts i'll be in there turned up bro. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, when i hear something that's hard or like i i just bro really i think it's just like we all grow up music is a part of life yeah. right i don't i don't know your musical background la but mm-hmm. i remember a long time ago we were having a conversation in this living room we were talking about you know love keisha cole the song oh yeah 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 and you mentioned the bass line yeah. And the average person don't even understand the baseline of the yeah. songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that tells me somehow, somewhere you're musically inclined. I never mm-hmm. forgot that. Mm-hmm. And I've been known Austin, so I know he's musically inclined. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like music is a part of everybody's life. Yes. And music, I, bro, I love music so much. Like it's gotten me through so many down, yes. dark days. Yes. I don't know where I would be without it. So that's what keeps me going. Like, I just love to make music, bro. I love to listen to music. I love to inspect music like I literally it's to a point where I get on YouTube and watch videos of people reacting to music just to see if their reaction was the same as mine yeah. like I'm a nerd to this stuff bro yeah so that's what keeps me in it like I keep going because I just love it so much like that's that's really what it boils down to you know what I'm saying yeah I, I like music and I respect people who write songs because I well I've never tried to write songs but I don't write songs like that's not something that I'm that's not where I am at least today yeah um but I depend on songwriters because that's where like script ideas come from. Mm-hmm. Like I'll hear a song and that's what will inspire me. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, um, just like in church and preaching and stuff, people think that I'm inspired by a, like a Christian song and I'm not, it's nothing against it, but most of my inspiration comes from secular music. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Christian, but even if you listen to the podcast, the instrumentals, nothing about that says worship. Right. Yeah. And I'm not against it. Like obviously that's my life, but like, right. you know, I depend on music. And um, it's so funny because I will pick apart, like, because I grew up playing drums and uh, around bands and stuff, I'll pick apart instruments all the time. One of my favorite genres of music is, like, the Motown era. Okay. And not just because I'm from Detroit, but I like it because it's so raw. It's yeah. not perfect. It, it has um, echoes. You can hear background noises. And to me, that just sounds like musicians who got together to have fun yeah. or who actually had a message or who, like, sung from a place of, of, of hurt. Yeah. And, you know, like pain and turn that into something. And music like that gets us through things. Facts. It, bro, I don't think people make music like that anymore. No, they Like don't. every once in a while, like if you, I was watching Roll Bounce the other day, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. And then I just went down a trail of like music from the 70s. I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, imagine being like, I mean, this is a twofold saying what I'm about to say. But imagine being like a teenager during that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I know. I wouldn't trade, you know, my my shoes for my father's shoes as right. far as what was going on in the country. Mm-hmm. But just the time of life mm-hmm. when this music was just it was thriving. It was at its peak. Yeah. People were just enjoying living life, skating, rollback like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like imagine being alive when Hollywood swinging came out. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that, bro. Yeah. Like it's just they don't make music like that anymore. 
Yeah. That's a fact. No. Superman lover. Fact. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very rare that you find, and I think a lot of it is, honestly, people speak from things that they don't have experience in. Yeah. I don't know why we're in an era where people are afraid to be honest. Like people yeah. who grow, who make trap music and talk about living a hood life, but they didn't. Right. Mm. And it's the money. It's stupid because I've grown up in saw the hood. Yeah. Like, and ain't nobody happy to live like that. Right. Like we trying to get out. Yeah. And when you get out, you happy. Right. And people who rap about it talk about their experiences, but I never understood people who didn't have experience in in circumstances like that talking about it. Like yeah. that was the dumb thing. I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying. No, that's real. I think it's just like anything else. Well, two things. I think one, you know, that sells. Violence sells. Yeah. This drug drug talk sells, but it's also too these people just want to be included. Mm-hmm. They never they never been a part of nothing in their life. Some of these people. And they just wanna be they just wanna be down essentially. Like mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. But I heard I heard Lil Dirk say one time, like, he's obviously from Chicago. Murder rate in Chicago is crazy. Yeah. He said anybody who is trying to talk about how much they wanna be in the hood has never been there. So true. Because once you leave, you're not going back. So it's just like, it's just one of these things where, you know, the culture just gets exploited by yeah. individuals who don't have an investment other than monetary investment in the culture. So they just do what they think mm-hmm. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's important to, um, to highlight, too, that you can appreciate something without uh, trying to replicate it. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um, because more than likely, the most beautiful things that, that we appreciate they went through a lot of stuff to get there. Yeah. You know, some of the music, man, that that touches our souls, somebody went through a bunch of pain to write. Facts. And, and so, like, because you appreciate it so much, sometimes we try to replicate it, and we don't know what it took for them to get there. Bro, that's and, real. Um, that's I think I, that's something I, that I've had to learn because, I mean, I appreciate all types of music, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just... There's something about some songs that I just can't understand how they got there. So I'll try to even just think about writing like they wrote and it just doesn't happen. Because there's something that they went through yeah. that like birthed whatever bro. I'm like rocking with. So That's so real, bro. I think also people who hear a song and want to start gangbanging, they have like a false sense of reality. They you know do. what I'm saying? Like some of, Nipsey Hussle is one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's, he's gang affiliated. I never once li- finished listening to him and wanted to start picking up gang banging. You know what I'm saying? No, like that was never a thing for me because I no. realized what comes with that. Yeah, and like you said, I don't have to be in that life to appreciate what these people went through. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when when you talk about Ryan from experience, there's a there's a line in the song where he says, "Police hit the lights. That's a car chase. Looking back at my life, make my heart race." And I'm just like, Ooh. bro, <laughs> like when he's writing that. What he sweat dripping like what's going through right. his mind? What you happened? know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what inspires that just to piggyback off what you said. Yeah. I think the thing is just everybody wants to hit until it's time to live one. <sighs> Bars. Like until it's time to actually live those lyrics, you'd be like, actually, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you've had to live what you write. Mm-hmm. And people don't see that. They appreciate what you produce. Yeah. But they don't know that a lot of times, you know, what you're. What they're seeing is what you had to go through. Facts. Exactly. I'm like, why would you trade? I mean, this is an hour of magic mm-hmm. versus hours of pain. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
And you really don't even know the full story because you don't have time to tell everything. Yeah. You know, like with songwriting, you don't tell everything. You can give, that's a glimpse of like what really happened. Right. You know, because um, also as an artist, I believe we have like, I believe I'm transparent to an extent. You know, no, I don't believe there's a, a artist who's 110% transparent. Right. Because there are some things that are just for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and even in transparency, it's hard because that's another reason why there have been things that I will like delete because I'm like, oh, that's too honest. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want people to know that. Like, that's got my social security number. Like, that's <laughs> too much. Got my address. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you don't need to know that. Mind yeah. your business. <laughs> no, that's real. And especially when you, you tell, you know, stories where other people are involved. Yes. Because then you got to think about like family members. Like, there's been things that I've said about like, you know, family members that are just like, once I wrote it down or typed it in my case, Mm-hmm. That was like the therapy I needed. Like I, it didn't necessarily have to be sent, put mm-hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? But once I put it down, it's like okay, yeah, maybe you know reevaluate this. But I see what you're saying. Like you gotta start considering who else is kind of being affected. Yeah. By the things that go out. Yeah. Or or you know wait until years later or talk about it and disguise it and wrap it in something else. Yeah. That's not really. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why I love because um, you can never really figure out an artist's mind. Right. You know, you know how you hear a song and you're like, what's this about? And then they tell you and it's totally different. Yeah. You're like, oh, shoot. Oh, I didn't even nah, know. No, that's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are awesome things. So when you are, um, so you're, you're creating, what is the night before you release something like? Mm. Like it's the night before you told people that you got this song, this single, or this album coming out. Yeah. What is that like? Um, usually I'm just kind of like hype, honestly. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of just get the load off. If that makes sense. Like just, mm-hmm. just to put it out because that was the last thing with this other, this last project. It's like, bro, if I don't put this out now, I'm never gonna put this out. Like, yeah. And I didn't even announce me put it out. I really haven't even promoted it that much. That's kind of why I messed up on my end. But the night before my first few mixtapes, I was hyped. Like I had a listening event for my first one, just like me and a few friends. And then the second one was kind of like an impromptu, put it out, but. I'm just like itching. I'm itching to see the engagement because mm-hmm. at the end of the time, I know there's a, a core group of people who are gonna, you know, support me and want to hear what I mm-hmm. what I have going on. So I'm looking for their reaction, and then the other stuff that comes with it is just like the icing mm-hmm. on the cake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, though. For real. Yeah. Um. I when I heard the album, um. Actually, Austin, you were the first one to show me. Mm-hmm. Um. And then some time had went by, and I was like, wait, let me. Let me hear it again, and I pulled it up. I was thoroughly impressed. It's so funny Appreciate because it, I was listening. Um, you you already know I couldn't get past the intro. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it, it really meant like it clicked for me. Yeah. Um, but I even had it playing, and my sister was like, "Yo, who is this? Like, this don't sound like local. Anybody local? I mean, it's crazy." I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. And I don't say, and KOC knows this for sure. I do not lie. Facts. That's what I said. I was like, LA do not, ga-. I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, yeah. he don't gas up nothing. No, I so. don't. <laughs> I love people too yeah. much to do that. And yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, and especially in, um, I told Austin, I was like, bro, we got to get him on the podcast because um, this is, I think, important that we expose people to, to people who are doing great things. Right. You know, and I know Appreciate somebody that. listening, like, where can I find the album? You can listen to it on SoundCloud. We'll give you all that information. But the point is just exposing someone who is honest in their lane, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I loved most. I think, I think knowing you first and hearing the music really helped out a lot mm. because 
you were the same person, but it was two totally different things at the same time. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, this is Bryson, but like, dang, this is Bryson? Like, yo, what? Uh, Who uh, knew all of this like talent and stuff was in? Like, yo, what? I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, I'm dang. I was impressed. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, you say, you know, you're stuck on the intro. Like I was saying earlier, like, sequencing is always a big thing for me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I, I've mentioned this several times, but I'll say it again because if someone might learn from it, they might learn. But, like, mm-hmm. someone like me doesn't have the luxury of, like, for example, on Views, Drake's album released in 2016, the first song is Keep the Family Close. And there's about a minute and a half before any words are spoken. Right. I don't have that luxury. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to get bored. Like, that album sold 1.2 in the first week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to get bored with me and skip. So I know that the first first thing I have to come correct. Yeah. I have to come with bars. And for the for the quality of how it sounds, that's shout out to my guy, DJ Stewart. He's mm-hmm. the engineer who mixed that. Mm-hmm. But I just knew that was, just, that was one take. I just yeah. went through. I was just like, bro, this has to be bars. The beat has to. I wanted a beat that sounded like just big, like mm-hmm. epic. Mm-hmm. When the bass came, I wanted to sound big. There was like Western. They mm-hmm. used like an old Western sample in it. I just yeah. wanted to sound big, distinct. Yeah. And so to hear that, it, it's a good payoff that you resonated with it as mm-hmm. much as you did. Yeah, because it was an experience. And I love what you're saying about like just the um, the, con- the contrast between Drake and, and like where you are as an artist mm-hmm. right now. I love that you're honest because a lot of people are not honest. Yeah. And, and, um, being smart with people's time and knowing how to um, keep them engaged, yeah. I think is important. That's why like our first thing was 30 minutes mm-hmm. because I was like, we knew, don't nobody care what we got to say. Yeah. We got to make them care. Yeah. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Attention it's like we, span is like Yeah, this. attention span is short. So we yeah. got to actually make people care. Right. And then like, that's what, you know, you do trailers for because I'm like, we got to make people care again because we knew we're too new to be playing games. And I think that the fact that you were honest in your music and it was truly an experience when I f- when I heard the intro, and I didn't hear the intro first, I kind of skimmed through it. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that. What do you mean by had to go and get it right for a minute? Um, I think that it's just like a, a, a result of me taking so long to put this out. Like I just, I could not, like at, towards the end, when I do the course the second time, I said, like, I took my time with this, bro. Like I couldn't sacrifice, um, you know, the project for my own comfort mm-hmm. I just had to take my time because at the end of the day it's not like somebody's like outside of a few people like my, shout out my boy Anthony Robbins or even Willie too is like bro when's the new music dropping mm-hmm. like it's not a big population of people like yo when's, when's your new music dropping bro right. like what's up right. like you know what I'm saying so I just knew that I had to take my time I had to get it right like mm-hmm. I had to experiment with different vocal chains yeah. and I had to experiment with different cadences different voice inflections different things that go into the process that I don't think the general public if you're an artist who's ever recorded music, you probably know. Mm-hmm. But the general public, I don't even think they know what a vocal chain is. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know what a even what a chord progression is. That's mm-hmm. why I, when I you said that baseline thing, mm-hmm. that stuck out to me because mm-hmm. most people don't people think the bass they think 808. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> like no. they don't understand that difference. So I just have to be like, yo, this is gonna be quality no matter what, and I just have to cross my teeth and dot my eyes essentially. You know what I mean? That is good. I'm, I'm sitting here because um, when I heard that, I took it personal. Right. Like, just it related to me. 
especially in a time of quarantine. Mm. Um, when this first started, a lot of people were just like, what are y'all going to do? Like, right. you know, because we were we were supposed to do a production and mm. because of COVID, it got canceled and we were like less than a month out from it. Yeah. And um, it was like an, expecta- an expectation for us to like quickly remember, like quickly stream it online yeah. or, or quickly do something. You know? And I was like, you don't take art and just rush it into right. no like just because of a date or something right no we'll just wait you gotta sit on that facts <laughs> we'll just i would rather wait than to put together something whack right. super fast and when i heard that um i loved it because not too many people take time to go and get it right yeah that's real like they do it but it's not right like yeah and luckily you know I, i'm fortunate enough to where this isn't connected to my livelihood so right. i didn't i don't have to sacrifice or compromise you know to eat Mm-hmm. So I can just strictly do this because I love to do it, mm-hmm. and that that's a factor as well. Like, now I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna just bear bear myself, bear my soul on this. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah that that is um that is a pretty uh pretty wise choice. It's funny because you hear artists say this stuff later in life. Mm. You know, uh, you hear. I was watching um. An interview and actually Lisa Ray she was on the breakfast club okay and you know actress and mm-hmm. players club and she said something she said you know now I don't take projects unless I am truly interested in them mm-hmm. and uh, and it's something that I knew I could have fun or I believe in the storyline just yeah. at that age and I thought that that was wise but you know it goes to show like in the beginning you have to do what you have to do mm-hmm. and then you get to choose to do what you want to do right and I think um that takes wisdom but then there's some people who are fortunate to start off doing what's true to them mm-hmm. and i think that power comes from when you are the creator yeah you know what i'm saying when the when the when the control and the creative process is in your hands you get to be honest from the start right i mean in our lifetime we've seen a shift of how this whole process even takes place like there's no more shopping around a single to your local radio station mm-hmm. like that's done that's over with yeah, yeah. in in my one of my boys' bedroom, mm-hmm. we created this whole tape. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about. I mean, obviously, how many people it touches is influenced by the machine that is the label. Yeah. But as far as putting it into the world, anybody can c- create something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And all it takes is one spark or one person with power to be like, "Yo, who is this?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've seen. It goes back to what Lisa Ray was saying. Like, even though she, she's an actress in the movie scene, is different. We look at how much we've seen independent films grow in the past 10 years mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like indie films have created or even I know Get Out was not an indie film mm-hmm. but it was funded by one man mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and that I'm pretty sure that won an Oscar yeah so we've seen we're seeing a shift and this is all taking place in front of our eyes mm-hmm. so it's just like like it's nothing nothing is the same and mm-hmm. nothing's off limits anybody can get it anybody can mm-hmm. do something you know what yeah. I mean I mean, now, especially, it's free game. We're all stuck in the house. So I'm right, waiting to yeah. see, like, what comes out of this. Yeah, there yeah. should be. Well, you're going to see who the real creators are, though. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have, what do they say? Oh, man, I forgot. I got nothing but time and energy. So I can't remember if it comes back to me. I'll say <laughs> it. But, like, all we have is time right now. Yeah, With right. Time, you know, energy, space to do mm-hmm. whatever we want. Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. I picked up a guitar, bro. See? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he's over there like he's hating, bro. He's hating. But listen, <laughs> we got a uh, life Jennings on, on the. Uh. <laughs> listen, like I'm trying because I love music so much. Um, you know, I'm trying to teach myself some things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know I'm not gonna be, you know, 
some great guitarists. Nah, about like that. that. You never know. <laughs> right. You, know, you, Hold you on. never know. But I would like, because there's something in all of us, I think, that is designed to create something. That's you true. Know, there's always something that we want to, to do or to search after or to chase. And so for me, you know, even if it's my own, there's sometimes there's a certain sound that you have in your head that nobody's yeah. put out yet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just want to play with it until, like, you create whatever's in your head. Yeah. So that's kind of what led me to that. But um, now's the time to, to do all that stuff, like you were saying. Um, step out and try to create and stuff. So what do, y'all, what do y'all tell people who are not experienced with creating their own material but have this innate desire to, to create their own things? Because I think sometimes, and, and I've been guilty of this, is you see so many gifted people who who just naturally have a gift to create certain things Mm -hmm. but you have like there's something inside of you that you do want to create but it's almost like you're seeing where people are not where they started Mm -hmm. and so you don't you don't have confidence in yourself what do you tell that person well if they're talking about making music I would say just literally you can get in music and if you have the access to a mic or if on your phone like I have hundreds of voice memos in my phone of just melodies. Mm. Just put something out. Not out, but like lay something down. Mm-hmm. Write something down, put something down, and then just curate it. Like mm-hmm. develop it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like there's no, there's not even really any, there's not even barely music genres anymore. Just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then don't worry about what you're going to be labeled. Don't mm-hmm. worry about what box you're going to be put in. Just do what feels right and play around with stuff. Just get on the mic and just say random things, say random melodies. You know what I'm saying? Um, that that's what I would say from a music aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I would also suggest like this is something that people don't want to do, but get up under someone or like serve someone. So like what you said, there's a lot of gifted people who don't like use their talent. Mm-hmm. That is probably one of the biggest reasons that I started KOC mm-hmm. is because I knew. And I could see the potential in so many people, but it seemed like everybody was scared to take the jump. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, bump it. I'll take the jump because I ain't scared. Mm-hmm. And like y'all can come come with me. And like the whole purpose is um, like I know there's people who want to act or want to, to do certain things that would never step into an audition. Mm-hmm. So here we are saying, okay, bump the audition process. Like come here, uh, see what you can learn on... on on my ticket if this fails it's you can blame it on me Mm -hmm. you know if it succeeds you can put it on you you get what i'm saying like you know like come learn something and then from here build your confidence and go out and create and that's the whole purpose i mean hey Mm -hmm. i always tell people if you if you're scared get behind someone who isn't and then you know you learn from them and then you go out and and fly and soar yeah and for those of you who are listening who have people who are afraid you know actually push them and encourage them and don't hold them back when they are ready to fly. Facts. You gotta support lead them to the friends. lake. Yes. Yeah. Support your homies. You gotta lead them to the lake, bro. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's just like somebody, everybody doesn't really know that they have the ability to do what they have the ability to do. Like sometimes it takes someone else recognizing them. That's very true. It's like, bro, you got a talent. Like, bro, are you you can hoop. Like if whatever it is, right. Take this serious and you could do something with it. Mm-hmm. And that could be what sets the like makes the change in their head. To actually, you know, I'm going to go all in on yep. this. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what it's all about. So, um, 
This is called the huddle. You had yeah. something else? No, I was gonna oh. say it's time for strategy, man. We it's it's the huddle, and that's why we call it the huddle because we gotta give you strategy. Um, I don't actually have to explain it because this is episode three. Y'all can go back and see why we call it the huddle and strategy. But um, we want to give people strategic steps, okay? When it comes to creating, when it comes to jumping out there, just kind of advice that we would give people. Number one is always pray. Um, number two, do you have anything? Um, y'all mind if I'm a little long-winded? Go ahead. Bro, know yourself. Mm. Because at the end of the day, when stuff starts to get rocky, that's all you're going to have to fall back on is knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you when you put out your first project and it doesn't get the reception that you thought it was going to get, mm-hmm. you got to know yourself. And that who knowing who, I, knowing who I am today can be different than who I am tomorrow. It's an ever-evolving process. But just don't ever lose that sense of yourself because... If, if you do, you're going to be one of these people who's easily rattled. Mm-hmm. And when things don't go your way, mm-hmm. you're just basically going to tap out. Mm-hmm. And then all the work you put forward towards creating whatever it is you want to create is going to be for nothing. So know yourself. That has to be your foundation. Got it. Silence. Go ahead. Because <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it really was. Appreciate um, it, bro. Man, I would say plant the seed and cultivate it. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is take the step and give it time. You know, one of the other definitions of cultivate is to to gain knowledge and, and to bring um, knowledge into whatever you're doing. So constantly learning. So with creators like yourselves, mm-hmm. you're constantly looking at other people who mm-hmm. inspire you, and mm-hmm. other things that inspire you, reading books, listening to more music. And so you're cultivating your gift, um, mm-hmm. you know, just by doing things you naturally do. So what I would say is, um, continue to do things that you like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to do things that uh, inspire you. Watch those, you know, those interviews. Watch and, and see what people, um, the wisdom that they give. I'll say, and then take the step to go out there and and try, you know, whatever it is you're, you're trying to uh, to create. Right, that's mm-hmm. real. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our strategy. Before we go, though, I definitely do have a message of something that I just really want to say. First of all, thank you for coming on because I'm truly inspired and I I learn a lot. And, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is to really expose people to those who are um, a genius at their craft and someone who we, we learn a lot from. The message that I want to leave today, you know, so many times we inspire just the person who didn't start or just the person who is um, afraid to jump out there and just try something. But today, like whether you're listening on Apple or SoundCloud or watching on YouTube, I want to inspire the person who is out there creating. And um, with COVID-19, we know it was unexpected. We know we hit a brick wall. We can learn a valuable lesson from Bryson. Um, When I heard the intro, I had to go and get it right. I think that it is important for us to allow ourselves the time that it takes to go and get something right. Mm -hmm. Now don't stop at that and think that it has to be perfect because there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as perfect art. I think that um, the the best that we can do with art is make it honest, but don't be afraid to go and get it right. I know we live in this era where people are uh, demanding and you can feel like you have to succumb to the pressure of putting something online or putting a message out because now is the time to kind of grow your platform. Let me tell you something. If you're going to grow and if you're going to be successful, it's going to happen, period. Facts. Okay, It's going to happen, period. So you don't have to rush to try to keep up with the Joneses. And we say that. Keep up with the Joneses and keep up with people who are on social media creating. Actually take the time to go and get it right. 
go and ask yourself like what is my why why am i creating this what am i looking to get out of this what is the message am i um connected to the message that i'm that i'm putting out here don't be afraid to go and get it right don't be afraid to start over maybe you're halfway through a project and you're not quite really sold on it until you're sold on it until you believe in it it's not going to translate well so allow yourself that time to go and get it right and I say that from personal experience, um, a lot of people look at this podcast and they think like, oh, it was a, a switch because of COVID. Let me be honest with you. It wasn't. This is something that I wanted to do years ago before it was even KOC. It was Growth 101 at the time. I just didn't connect with it. And then after taking time to, to really um, cultivate it and to go and get it right, I, I was able to really, um, I hope I'm not losing audio. I was able to really um, create something that, that was honest to me. So um take bryson's advice you know listen to the album and we'll get we're going to give you the information where you can get it and it's also in the description down below but actually take the time to go and get it right don't feel like you're you're pressured to, to rush into something or to create something that you will have to live with for the rest of your life actually go and get it right get the help that you need get the team that you need let go of the people that you don't need but go and get it right and i think a part of getting it right is getting you right are you mentally able and, and stable enough to create these things? Are you ready to be honest with your struggles? Are you ready to be vulnerable with your audience? But um, take the time and go and get it right. And that's what I want to leave y'all with. Right. Um, oh, and, and here's a here's a word because I know somebody's about to hit us up and be like, oh, this isn't a Christian. Even Jesus took time to go and get it right. Okay. He had to go and get it right. If, if you pay attention to anything in the Bible, anybody, Joseph, but even Jesus himself, when he died, he was gone for three days, okay, and came back and brought something back with him. And that's when we got the Holy Spirit, who, who he was left here with us. So actually take the time and get it right. Anybody who's ever done anything great took time to get it right. All right. With that being said, I want to pray us out. Before we pray, Bryson, can you tell them where they can listen to the music? So my music is on SoundCloud. Every, the most recent project I just dropped is called Steve's Notes Volume 1. Um, that's on SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash Houston like Texas. H-O-U-S-T-O-N like Texas. All one word. Um, all the music I ever made is up on there. The most recent project that we discussed on this platform is uh, Steve's Notes Volume 1. Thank you. Okay. Yep. And we're going to definitely put that in the description uh, box down below. But before we go, we're going to pray out. Austin, would you mind praying this out, please? Absolutely. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for another opportunity to just have a successful podcast. Lord, we thank you for Bryson. We thank you for just him taking the time out to, to come and be here <clears throat> on the huddle. Lord, we just speak blessing over him and his family, everything that he touches. We ask that you would just bless him and give him favor. Uh, every door that he walks in, Lord, we believe that it is a door opened by you. We ask that you just keep your hand on him and bless him and continue to, to keep him in, uh, in your arms, Lord. We thank you for LA and his leadership with the huddle. Thank you for KOC. We ask that you will continue to bless it. And we thank you for each and every person that will tune in and listen to this later on. We hope that the things said here would encourage them, would heal them, would encourage them to step out and, and, to, uh, and to create. And Lord, we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Peace out. We'll see you next week.